We are on Exubus Ches Amar Aleph 8a in the article on the second column of 8a4. The Gemara uh, is now going to be discussing some of the differences, a difference between uh, a wedding and the opposite of uh, mourners, mourners in their, during their Shiva. And so the Gemara here, most of this recording will be devoted to different aspects of of Shiva and of mourning. Uh, there's there are some uh, connections between marriage and mourning about the fact that there are seven days of celebration and seven days of mourning of Shiva. Uh, there are different brachos that are unique to both. Uh, one is during our most joyous of occasions, and one is of our saddest. Uh, times. In fact, the Gemara says that it's important if you have to pick between the two, you should actually go to the house of a mourner because that really teaches you about life and what life is about as opposed to going to a wedding. So let's continue in the Gemara. Amar of Nachon Amar Rav. Rav says, we know that we recite various blessings. We're going to get to what these blessings are. Uh, but uh, And when you have these these blessings or these occasions, you need ten people. So Rav says, When it comes to the groom, the groom could be counted as part of the ten. When it comes to a mourner, he cannot, he or she cannot be counted as part of the ten. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, it's not true. We have a brisa which says that they could both be counted towards the ten. So the Gemara answers, no, you're going to pose a brisa. A brisa is notes from the time period of the mission. You're going to say it's a challenge to Rav. Rav Tanahu Polig. Rav is viewed as if he is a Tana, as if he's from the time period of the Mishnayos. He was uh, right there at the very beginning of the Gemara, towards the end of the Mishnah. And so he has the ability, he has the right to argue on the Brysa. And so it's a, it's a dispute between the Brysa. The Brysa says that the mourners could count as part of the ten. Rav says that they, they can't. And we have a similar uh, similar dispute. Itmar, Amr of Isaac, Amr of Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said... Rabbi Yochanan said that the mourners cannot be counted towards the ten. We'll see what exactly what the ten is for. For, for when it comes to the groom, it makes sense. We know that it's referring to the ten in order to recite the, the seven blessings. But for the mourners, what exactly is the ten? We'll get to it. We'll get that in a second. We'll get there in a second. We challenge Rabbi Yochanan, the same challenge that we had with Rav. We challenge Rabbi Yochanan and we say, what are you talking about? The Bryce says that they are included in the count of ten. So the Gemara answers, Kitanya Ahi Bebirkas Amazon, Kikam Rabbi Yochanan Bishura. So when we, the Bryce says that they could count towards the ten, when could they count towards the ten? That has to do with, at least according to the way Antosis understands it, is that there's a specific blessing that we recite during the benching, during the grace after meals, during the benching. Um, and so for that, the uh, mourner could be included in the count for, for that. Uh, but when it comes to the shura, which we'll get to, we'll explain in a second what the shura is, when it, which is uh, during the comforting process, they cannot count towards the number that is necessary. Why not? What's the difference between the a groom and a mourner? So two explanations. One explanation could be that the idea of having ten, ten is a group of ten, brings down the shechina, the presence of Hashem. And it can only happen if there are 10 people who are in a, in a good state of mind, in a happy state. So you can't include the mourner. The mourner is not in a happy state. Alternatively, uh, one could explain that uh, you need the 10 because 
the the groom is included in it because the groom also has an obligation to be happy. He has an obligation to also be happy to to be a, to to celebrate for himself or his wife. Uh, he can be included in the tent. But when it comes to the mourner, we need ten people who comfort the mourner. The mourner does not comfort him or herself. No, we need ten people who comfort the mourner, and so therefore the mourner cannot be included as one of the ten. So they're not included as one in ten when it comes to the shura. What exactly is the shura? So we're now moving on to eight B one in the art scroll. Um, the shura is after the burial. We have this today, um, where they form. We today we form two rows, and then the mourner walks through the two rows, and so therefore. You need to have a certain number of people when you comfort the mourner there. So we need to have uh, we need to have ten people there. So the Gemara says, "Wait a minute, are we sure that we're talking about the shura when we're comforting the mourners as as they pass through the row?" But didn't Rabbi Yochanan say the following? When Rabbi Yochanan said this, he said he was referring to blessings, to brachos. There's no we don't recite a blessing. When we form these two roads, we comfort the mourners, but there's no blessing. What blessing are we talking about? So, So, Rabbi Yochanan really meant, he didn't necessarily mean when it comes to the row, to the row when we comfort the mourners, when we make these, make these two rows. He means a practice which we don't really have today, which is what they, when they eat their, their first meal after the funeral, so they would eat it outside in the public. They would eat it in the street, and there would be a blessing at that time. So, we don't really have this practice today. But they would have this blessing. And so Rabbi Yochanan saying that you only have this blessing, you only recite this blessing if you have 10 people and the mourner would not be included. The Gemara asks, So the Gemara asks that Rabbi Yochanan didn't just say that there's referring to blessings, but he says actually that... Um, we have 10. When do we need 10? We need 10 for the entire seven days of Sheva Brachos, of, of the seven days after the wedding. But also we need 10 for the entire days of Shiva, that there's some blessing that's occurring during the entire day, the entire week of Shiva. But uh, this idea of going outside is only right after the, the funeral. So what, what, is, what blessing is there that exists for all seven days? Again, we don't really have this practice today. But the Gemara does answer, an interesting answer, Mishkachas Labepanam Chadashos. No. Just like we had the concept of panam chadashos, uh, new faces by a wedding, that when there's a new face at the wedding, so then you, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to recite the seven blessings, the seven brachos, so too by, a, by an avel during the shiva, you could actually, if there are panam chadashos, if there are new faces who are there coming to comfort the mourner who wasn't there before, uh, then they uh, would recite this, this blessing, this blessing which, which they would say, after the funeral, they would also recite it again during that whole week if there was somebody new who came to comfort the mourners. So it's interesting that they both, both when it comes to the week of a wedding and when it comes to the week of Shiva, there is this concept of Panam Chadashos, that new people coming uh, would be a reason to recite this blessing. Again, one is a blessing for the wedding, for the seven brachos, one is for the mourner. And so the Gemara is going to prove this point, that when there are Panam Chadashos, when there's a new person who comes, then we recite this blessing, but it does so through a story. And so for the next little while, we're going to be going through this story, and uh, it's really going through 
um, one particular case of somebody who comes to comfort somebody else, and only at the very end do we have the blessing. So we're going to go through this whole thing. It's a bit of a tangent, just to get the very end. We'll get there, but it's going to take some time uh, to get to the to the final blessing, which he said, even though it wasn't day one, it wasn't right after the funeral. So that proves the point that we could say this as long as during the entire week, as long as you are a new person coming to comfort. So here goes the story. Kihad Rav Baraba. Because we have the following story with Rav Chia Bar Abba, Makri Bnei Jeresh Lakish Hava. Um, he was the the teacher of either he taught uh, the he taught the children of Reish Lakish either uh, the Torah, the written Torah of Amid Lamas Reish Lakish Hava, or he taught the Mishnah. And what happened? Shechav Le'Yinuka, a child of his passed away. This teacher passed away, and Reish Lakish comes to. Uh, comfort him. He taught his children. He taught Rish Lakish his children. He comes to comfort him. He didn't go there the first day. He took the next day um, Rish Lakish with him, his spokesman, who would, his name is Yehuda Barnachmini, who would um, comfort the mourner, as we will see. So Amrle, Rish Lakish said to the, to, to the spokesman, Go and say something with regards to this was a tragedy of, of his child. This is a child passing away. Go and say something about this tragedy. We will see that what he says is not necessarily, does not, does not sound like words of comfort. And the Gemara will ask about this in a second. It does not sound like words of comfort. Um, but it says as follows. He quotes the following psukim, the following verse found in Devarim. In the fifth book of the Torah, Hashem saw and was provoked. We're on 8b2 in the Arts of Gemara. Hashem saw and was provoked by the anger of his sons and his daughters. That if Hashem is angry with his generation, with that generation, he put, he places his anger upon the children, unfortunately, amongst the sons and daughters, and they die when they are young. And so it, these are the words that he's saying to the, to the father. Um, some say the following, that, that, uh, some say that the son wasn't a child, but he was a young man. And this is really what the spokesman said. This is what he said. Um, this pasuk, this verse from Yeshaya, from Isaiah, Says, therefore, Hashem will not rejoice over their young men. The Bachar referring to young men. You shouldn't pity their orphans and the widows uh, because they're hypocritical and evil. Um, and yet, despite all this, the point is, despite all this, all everything that they've suffered, his anger has not subsided and his hand is still outstretched. So the Gemara says, What does it mean that his hand is still outstretched? Amr of Chanan Barav. Rav Chana Barav says, That if a person speaks inappropriate speech, everybody knows why a couple is getting married and what's happening that night. But to talk about it uh, is is uh, inappropriate speech. Inappropriate speech is not just using bad words, but it's also what you talk about, what you try, what you focus on. What, uh, you know, what conversations you have. And so if you talk, this is what you talk about. You say, oh, this is what they're doing tonight. It's inappropriate. And not only is it inappropriate, but, uh, the, 
uh, Hashem will punish you and say that even though you were decreed for 70 years of life, they will turn into a decree of evil. And this is what he said in front of the father. He said this in front of the father of the child, either a child who died or a young man who died. So the Gemara asks the obvious question, How does this cause any comfort? This is causing pain. This is causing a tremendous amount of pain. So So this is what he meant to say. He meant to say that, this is what he was telling the father, that your child is of, of great importance that um, Hashem decided to take his life to atone for the sins of the generation. That uh, look how important your son is that Hashem decided to take his life. His life was of great value that it had to go, that had to be taken, uh, because of what was happening with the rest of the Jewish people. Okay, the Gemara continues with, uh, the comfort or the, 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 the visit that Rish Lakish has to, um, his teacher who just lost, his, his children's teacher who just uh, lost his own child, Amar Leh, Rishlakis tells the, his spokesman, who speaks, He says, Say something about Hashem. Say something about God. He describes Hashem, uh, and how great Hashem is, and how mighty Hashem is, how mighty God is. And then, Amar Leh, then Rishlakis tells his spokesman, Go see something with regards to the mourners. And this is an idea that comes up often that when you're, when you're going to speak about people and praise people, so first you should praise God and then you should praise people. We find a similar idea at a wedding ceremony. At a wedding ceremony, there are two songs that are, that are sung traditionally. There's a custom to sing two songs. The first one is about God, Miadir, is about God, and then the second one is about a marriage, the couple. So we have this in a few places where you first talk about God, and that's what he did here, and now he talks about the mourner. And so the spokesman says as follows, Our brothers who are crushed, who are troubled. You should pay attention and examine the following. Um, this is the way of the world from the beginning of creation. Many drank from the cup of death, many will drink. Just like the drink of earlier generations, so is the drink of later generations. Um, our brothers, may Hashem comfort you. And we give words of comfort. So Abayi, that, that's the first version of it. Abayi says that it's true we, we use phrases of the past, that many have experienced this, but we don't want to, we don't want to say statements of the future. We don't say people, many people will drink. Why? Because you should never open up, it's a phrase today, continues to exist today, you shouldn't open up uh, for the satan, to, that if you say something, our words have, have meaning and have consequences. If you're going to say many people will have it, so then it'll lead to many people actually becoming mourners. Um, Amr Yosef, my crow, what's the verse for this idea? We have been like stone. We have been resembled like Amorah. Um, and, um, so, and then that, that's exactly what, what happened. Uh, they described themselves as people of Sodom, as terrible people of stone, and that's what they were referred to as moving forward. So there's a concept of Al Yiftach Pela Satan. You shouldn't uh, allow the Satan. You, should, you have to be very careful with our words. And 
we can't uh, say something about what might happen in the future in a negative way. So Amarle, going back to the story, Amarle again, Rish Lakish tells his spokesman, "Kum Say something with regards to those who are present who comfort the mourners. So first, say something about God, about Hashem, then about the mourners, and now about the people who are comforting the mourners. He says, "Our brothers who are are people of kindness, children of people who who bring kindness." Who uphold the covenant of of Avram, our forefather? Hashem shall reward you, who pays the reward. And then finally, say something. Rishlakish tells his spokesman to say something with regards to the entire Jewish people. So first it was Hashem, then the mourners, then those who comfort the mourners, and now for the entire Jewish people, it says, Master of the worlds. Save the Jewish people from all forms of danger. You should answer us. Blessed be the one who contains the plague. Um, okay, and so that is that is the conclusion of that of that incident of that story. Um, and it's about, uh, it's, and there was blessings there. There were brachos there about comforting the mourners. And that's really why we brought it up, that he comforted the mourning with this blessing, uh, even though he was there not the first day, but he was there the second day. Um, we have a few more lines of the Gemara which discusses uh, different aspects of mourning. So let's go through that. Amar Ula, Ula says, Either Ula said this, a rabbi from the times of the Gemara, or this is found actually in a Brisa from the times of the Mishnah. They instituted 10 cups of wine. We don't have this practice today, but they would have 10 cups of wine in the house of the mourner. Three before they eat, to open up uh, his insides, his, 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 uh, his, as an appetizer. Three during the meal, to soak in the food. And four after eating, they would have 10 cups of wine. Again, the wine is there to um, allow for certain emotions to come out um, uh, to help one through the mourning process. Why do we have four afterwards for the four different blessings in the benching? There are four blessings in the grace after meals in the, in the benching. And so we have four cups for that. And then beyond that, another four. They have another four cups. One for the uh, attendants of the town, of the community, those who would uh, be part of the Chavar Kadisha and also be involved in, in, in communal affairs. Um, these are for the rich people, one for the rich people of the town. One for the temple, for the base of Migdash. And one for Rabbi uh, And we'll see why Rabbi Gamliel. What does Rabbi Gamliel have to do with this? They would have a separate cup of wine for Rabbi Gamliel. So it came to be that they would drink 14 cups too much. Too much. They would get drunk on 14 cups, so they brought it back down to 10. What's with Rabban Gamliel? What did Rabban Gamliel do? My Rabban Gamliel, the Tanya, Rabban Gamliel is very important because we have the following Bryce, which teaches, Originally, when they would bury, it would be so hard for the relatives. It would cost so much money. To the point where the relatives would not bury the, the dead. They wouldn't bury their relatives. 
They would run away. They can't handle it. Until Rabbi Gamliel came and he said, he treated himself with his own burial lightly. He told people before he passed away that he should have the most basic of funerals. They took him out and buried him in plain linen garments. And that's what happened thereafter. And many, many have the custom to do similar. No matter who you were in life, uh, what uh, status you had, whether you're wealthy or poor, we, we, we bury ourselves in basic white clothing um, and everyone has, everyone has the, same, the same treatment. Amr Papa, Papa notes, that nowadays the people have, a, have the custom uh, to, of, to, to be buried in canvas, which was worth a very small amount of money. And so therefore, when they had 14 cups, they got rid of the 14 cups and, and reduced it to 10 because people were drinking too much. But when they had the 14 cups, one of the cups was devoted just to Rabbi Gamliel and what he did. He said that I should be the first person and make sure to bury me uh, in, very, in the most uh, basic of clothing. And then that became the custom till today. Till today we have that custom. Okay, that concludes uh, that uh, discussion on mourning on uh, Avelos, and we will continue with the Gemara, with a new Gemara in the next recording.